Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another brand new episode of the Euro Trip. Now, this week, we know that Eurovision is not the most important thing that is going on in the world right now. Obviously, all of our thoughts and prayers go to the people of Ukraine. But we think that we could probably do with a bit of a distraction this week, which is why we're going to bring you the podcast as we usually would and give you all the very latest news from the world of Eurovision. Because let's be honest, right now, we could do with a bit of escapism, couldn't we? So let's do it, shall we? Let's get on with today's episode of the Eurotrip. As Jono Lassandra always said, take it away. Hi, we are Daniel Kakamagnin, and you're listening to Eurotrip. I don't close any doors. I love Eurovision, I love Elisabeth and it will always be a part of me. That night, I found myself live on Russian state television for Russia's Song for Europe. I said to Joe, send BBC Teenage Life. Maybe two weeks later, I was at a press conference and I was on Making Your Mind Up. Everyone was like, Eldar, come, celebrate with us. The end of filming, they put honey on my face and I needed to be, you know, sexy with this honey on my face. Hi there, my name is Martin Estudal. I am the executive supervisor of the Eurovision Song Contest. You are listening to Eurotrip. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Eurotrip, the world's favourite Eurovision podcast with me, Rob. Me, James. And this week, we're doing things a little bit differently. Yeah, as you know by now, national final season is drawing to a close. It is coming towards its crescendo. So we thought we'd get on a boatload of national finalists, a load of artists who are hoping to represent their country at this year's Eurovision Song Contest. First of all, we're going to hop over towards Serbia. I caught up with, first of all, Zoya as well as Gramophonzi, both of those are going to be taking part in the Serbian selection this week with the grand final on Friday. Great to chat to those two, one of which has a song that was released in the UK about a decade ago that you will listen to and go, no way are they competing to represent Serbia at Eurovision this year. Yeah, James, you sent me the link, didn't you, online? And you said, you'll know this song. And I was very sceptical because I was like, I've not heard of Gramophonzi before. 
And then actually, no, I definitely have. Later on in today's episode, we'll be heading to Germany. It's Germany 12 points on Friday. And I'll be chatting to two of the favourites for that. So that's Felicia Liu and also Malik Harris. And then halfway through the episode today, we'll also be having a chat to the favourites to take home Denmark's ticket to Turin. It's Full Defect, who are bringing a song of which the like you have not heard before. Yeah, very excited to bring you all the guests we've got today. But don't forget, there's so much news. We'll bring you all the latest Eurovision news. And of course, we've got the one second song. And, and I don't want to get you all too excited, but me and James have got some news on the UK's entry for Eurovision 2022. So stay tuned for that. So we've got all that and more still to come. You're listening on Acast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. This is the Eurotrip. That's right, this is indeed the Eurotrip podcast and it is brilliant to be with you. Honestly, it's great that you're there and we're really pleased you are. I don't know about you, James, quite a nice distraction doing the podcast this week. There's there's a lot going on in the world that is is pretty depressing, but nice to be with you for yet another week and nice to have the chance to chat about Eurovision because, yeah, there's there's a lot else going on right now. Yeah, it's just nice, isn't it, just to have a little bit of escapism from the world. We had a few more national selections on TV at the weekend. And yeah, just nice to be doing the podcast again. Yeah, thank you so much for tuning in. Like we said at the start of the episode, we are aware that Eurovision isn't the most important thing in the world right now. But we know for a lot of you, Eurovision is super important in helping you cope with everything that's going on right now. So that's why we thought it was important to bring you this week's episode as normal. Now, last week on the podcast, of course, James, it was the return of Anna Bergendahl. Yes, it was. How nice was it to have Anna back again? If you didn't listen last week, you might remember back in October, November, she told me, I'm not coming back to Melfest. Well, lo and behold, you'll know this by now, she is back in Melfest again. So it was great to find out why she lied to me. Why did Anna Bergendahl lie? No, she didn't really. She didn't. But although I do like the idea, Rob, you mentioned last week, getting on a T-shirt, betrayed by Bergendahl. I don't know. Have they hit the shops yet? Uh, they haven't yet, but I'm hoping that if Anna makes the Melfest final, of course, we know she's mm. in the semi-final this weekend. If she makes the Melfest final, maybe me and you can have one each for uh, for that for the Saturday, for the big final. How's that sound? And let's just turn up at our door, knock on our dressing room door and say, <laughs> Anna, we're here. We've got the T-shirts. <laughs> I can't think of anything worse when you're about to go on the stage. Imagine <laughs> me and you pop up. Hello, do you remember me? You can go. And she'll be like, oh, it's that man again. <laughs> the one that won't leave me alone keeps accusing me of lying oh dear how can we escape from this do you want to do some tweets or something yes definitely yeah it wasn't just anna bergendahl that uh, caught your attention on last week's episode i'm going to draw your attention to the one second song where james had a bit of a nightmare although eventually did get the right answer and for those of you that were listening last week you might remember that the one second song was in fact Andy Abraham with Even If, the UK's entry for Eurovision in 2008. But it wasn't because that's not on streaming services. So it was some sort of bizarre like workout playlist version that sounds like a knockoff as if, you know, you've like recorded it on your phone. It's, it's not great. Anyway, Sophie tweeted this. She said, the one second song this week had me in bits. I got it, but I thought, why does it sound so weird? Then it all made sense. Might have to add it to my own workout playlist. So if you don't know if you have added it to the workout playlist already, uh, please do let us know at Eurotrip Podcast, Twitter and Instagram, or send us an email, hello at EurotripPodcast.com. And James, what we also add on to all of that now, for all of our exclusive stories, what's the website? 
It's as simple as this. EuroTripPodcast.com And speaking of our exclusive stories and news and all that sort of thing, surely it's about time that we give you all the latest news from the world of the Eurovision Song Contest. Yeah, you mentioned earlier on in the episode that national final season is coming, as you put it so nicely, to a crescendo, and it definitely is. So there is loads happening. We're going to get loads of songs dropped at various points and times and days over the next couple of weeks. And one of those songs, of course, will come from the United Kingdom. We'll be talking about that a little bit later on. But there is, of course, only one place to start. And that is, of course, the news that we had confirmed last week. And Russia will not be allowed to compete in this year's contest. The EBU confirmed the news last week after the invasion of Ukraine. In a statement, they said that the decision reflects concern that in light of the unprecedented crisis in Ukraine, the inclusion of a Russian entry in this year's contest would bring the competition in to disrepute. Now, over the weekend, we got two new entries for Turin, of course. They came from Australia and Finland. So let's have a listen. You heard there Sheldon Riley for Australia and then the unmistakable sound of the Rasmus with Jezebel for Finland. And don't forget, you can still go back and listen to James's chat with Lowry from the band. And hopefully we'll be able to welcome them back on over the next few weeks as they get ready for Turin. So excited, James, that the Rasmus are going to Eurovision. Yeah, you mentioned when we caught up with them uh, a few weeks ago. They were great fun, wasn't they? Lowry, Ulanen, And yeah, I just can't wait to see what the performance is like. Hopefully, it's a little bit better than the reprise they did on Saturday night because I've got a feeling they may have had a few bottles of champagne during the voting. Yeah, just a couple of shots taken there before uh, they went back on for the reprise. But yeah, that was that was entertaining in itself. Uh, talking to Saturday night, we also had the fourth heat, of course, the fourth and final heat of Melody Festivalen. And we spoke about that at length on Melfest Monday. Go back and listen to that if you want to. It's in this podcast feed. But since then, of course, we have had the draw for Saturday's semi-finals. Now, the acts taking part have been split into two groups of four, with two from each progressing to the final. Now, the first semi-final will be between Dane Strawhead, Anna Bergendahl, Turner Achilles and Alvaro Estrella. So two of those will go through. And then the second semi-final will be between Kasia Pia, Lila Sister, Teos, and Lisa Moskovsky. So only two of those will make it through to the final. And the money raised from the telephone voting in Melody Festival and last weekend also went towards help supporting those affected by the conflict in Ukraine. Now, at the time of recording, Subwoofer are currently number seven in the Spotify Global Viral Top 50. The duo will represent Norway, of course, this year. They also sit at number one in their own country's Spotify chart. 
Now, it's been announced that the 2022 acts from Albania, Bulgaria, the Czech Republic, Estonia, Moldova, Montenegro and North Macedonia will all appear during Romania's national final this weekend. And talking of which, to mark your card for the coming days, tomorrow or Thursday, depending on when you're listening to this, we will have, or you will have had already, the Netherlands entry for Turin. So that's super exciting. Then on Friday, Montenegro will reveal Vladana's song Breathe. We'll also find out Germany's entry in Germany 12 points. More of that later. Then on Saturday, we have the final in Denmark, final in Romania, also France and Serbia. Oh, and so far, as far as we know, Switzerland will reveal their entry on the 8th of March with Belgium on the 10th. Wow, thank you so much, Rob. Doesn't March come around so, so quickly? You know, when you hear the the release dates for songs and artists throughout January and February, and it always says on March the 10th, and you think, oh, that's, that's ages away. We're chatting, it's March the 1st, you might be listening on March the 2nd. It's here already, and in a couple of weeks' time, we'll have all of the songs for Eurovision 2022. It's come out of nowhere. In less than two weeks, we will know the entire class of 2022. That is in equal parts, terrifying and exciting, because it means that me and you will definitely have to get on the blower and try and get some of them on the podcast. Oh, honestly, you think national final season's been busy. Just you wait until national final season is over and all of the artists are preparing for Turin, because that gets even busier than you think it does. So yeah, very excited for that. But speaking about national final season, Serbia is going to be starting their national selection this week. The first semi-final is on Thursday. And I thought, let's chat to a couple of the artists who are hoping to fly the flag for the nation in Turin. Uh, shortly, we'll hear part of my chat with Grammar Fonzie, and we'll also find out what that song is that I'm certain you'll recognise from him. But first, shall we chat to Zoya Pajic? Now, she is going to be taking part in the first semi-final with her song that is called Zoya, just named after her. She's called Zoya. Her song's called Zoya. It's not, it's not very hard to forget that one. Uh, she's written it with her husband, and she's also the bookie's favourite. She's a fan favourite, so potentially she could be the one. So here's what happened when I caught up with her and I started by asking her how she felt when she found out she was going to be taking part in the national final. I am uh, completely out of my mind, actually, because uh, it's a dream come true anyway. The actual dream come true would be if that's possible in Italy. But anyway, also doing this here and getting so much attention from not only our people and Balkan, but also from people around Europe. And also world, as I can see on YouTube, there's people from, I don't know, very far away from here. And I'm so proud that this song uh, left such a mark in people that they feel a lot of stuff. And that was the biggest goal when we actually made the song. It was to represent the power of finding your true self and not being afraid of that. And it's so, uh, I'm so, we are so proud. So I think it's success anyway. Has singing, has performing always been the big dream for you then? Ever since you can remember, has this always been the big goal for you? Not singing, maybe, but performing since I was a kid. I was always making something up for my family and friends, and I was always the attention on stage. I actually am very, I don't like attention when I'm not on the stage. I'm very different pe- people on the stage and out of because um, on stage I feel free and I feel like myself. So it always has been performing for me, but uh, since some years ago, I actually realized that the singing 
is like my my uh, call. And getting up on that stage to hopefully represent Serbia at Eurovision, that's not going to be a big deal for you because you've already got experience, haven't you, taking part in a singing TV competition? Yeah, but it's going to be a big deal because I really want it to be perfect. I mean, we already have the performance, the costumes, the, the everything. I already planned everything because I'm a Virgo in horoscope, <laughs> so it, everything has to be planned. But at the end, I need to hold my wish down so it doesn't burn out. I don't burn out, you know. But anyway, I think it's a bigger challenge than the singing competition I participated in. But it was for sure the best like uh, prequel or like uh, preparing uh, on that stage. Tell us about the song, because you told us a little bit about it before. Give us an idea about what the song is all about. And you've also written it with somebody pretty special as well, haven't you? Yes, so with my husband, uh, we composed uh, music together, but lyrics, uh, it comes from me only because uh, our producer, uh, Milan Bialica, he actually had this idea that I write about my path from the dark places in my life and my mind to the success of finding who I really am and erasing it and actually defeating all the dark stuff that happened to me throughout this uh, playing on the street or having um, not nice time in school or stuff in life. And then uh, I was the only, I was the best person to write lyrics actually, even though I'm not a lyric, lyric, lyrics writer, but I really tried and I really tried to make it as simple as possible, but to tell the story in the short time possible. <laughs> so it was, a family work and we're proud of it so at the end it, we succeeded to actually say what we wanted to expecting such a reaction when you released this song for the first time because you just look online and out of all the songs competing in Serbia I think it's had the most views the most streams it seems to be one of the big fan favorites were you expecting that actually no I did expect that people will like the song and I did hope that people will relate to song and have this feelings toward this song anyway but to be first and to be the most favorite the performer in the, in the competition i was like what okay this is actually might going to happen i actually might be uh, representing uh, a song of serbian you were telling us about your preparations and your plans for the for the event itself can you give us a little bit of an insight into what the staging will look like when you step on that stage to perform it well i can give a little because i already did in my live lives and on tv uh, I said that I will not be alone on the stage, definitely. I will have support and I will have a big white dress because white is my favorite color. <laughs> uh, and 
like it represents like everything will be connected to uh, Zoria because Zoria is from Slavic mythology, the goddess. Now, one last one from me. You've got so many people listening to you talk about your song, talk about how much it would mean to you to represent Serbia. What message do you have to the fans who you'll want to be voting for you uh, in the Serbian selection soon? It will mean a world to me, for sure. Uh, I would be happy either way. But for me, it would be like the biggest dream come true. Like from that point on, I will be like so much more relaxed to make my own music because it would be some kind of confirmation for me. But also uh, my message for the people that will vote, like please believe yourself and love yourself because you're the best person to do it, trust me. (laughs) And when you do that, you can pretty much do anything you want. Very well said, Zoria. Thank you so much for joining us and I wish you the very best of luck in the selection show. Thank you. You know, often we get the chance to chat to artists from Serbia. James, I know you had a a very fraught phone call with Hurricane, I think around this time last year. Do you remember that? Oh, remember that? That was carnage, that one. I think it was so much carnage it didn't make it to the podcast. Yeah, it didn't make the cut, did it? But I think it may have been to do with internet connections from their end, rather than the fact that they were terrible, because they weren't. It was more their internet connection was all over the place. Which Yeah, the internet connection was definitely all over the place. But yeah, listeners, just to give you an insight as to what happened during that interview, because as we said, you've not heard it, because it was chaos. All of them joined, didn't they, separately? You have all of them individually, and then because there was delay, and then oh. some of them would speak over the others. Like, it wasn't their fault, like you said, it was the internet. Mm. And then you were in the middle of it and and i think at one point you just gave up asking questions for about 15 (laughs) minutes and they just sort of caught up on their week i think sometimes it's just best to let people talk isn't it and sometimes you get the best answers yeah i wish we could have brought you that last year hopefully we'll do better with whoever represents serbia this year maybe it's Sawyer, or maybe it may well be grammar fonzi now i mentioned before he had a track in 2010 that i'm sure you'll recognize it was an electro swing track called Why Don't You? Let's have a listen to it. Get me some money. You've definitely heard it before. Yeah, I told you, I told you you'd recognise it. It got to number 12 here in the UK, topped the UK dance charts. And Gramophonzi, otherwise known as Marco, wouldn't have ordinarily thought Eurovision would be the thing for him. But I caught up with him recently to try and find out what inspired him to take part in the Serbian selection this year. Last year, the, the Italian guys, the, the winners, the, the Maneskin, I think they kind of changed the dynamic of Eurovision. I don't remember uh, that someone blew up that much after Eurovision. You know, they, the Eurovision contest really blew them up. They were really well known, but I think that Eurovision really pushed them. You know, that the contest really, really contest really pushed them, pushed them up. And then uh, I was like, okay, uh, you know, uh, let's try something totally different. So I was like, okay, is there a drum and bass track ever on Eurovision? No. 
And I was like, okay, I'm gonna go with the you know drum and bass track, and let's see how this is gonna go. There's a lot of artists and musicians who will look at Eurovision and think, oh no, not for me. It's just uh, you know it's so out of I, date, and I don't want anything to do with it. I but for was you... I was like that. I was like that. I was I was that that type of musician <laughs> back in the days. But I really think that over the the, the years, uh, I know that like. Uh, the first song uh, that that I was like, wow, this is such a good song, uh, was from the German German, I think Lena Satellite. It was like, I was like, wow. And then also Euphoria, and then uh, the 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 Dutch song two years ago, the Dutch song. Yeah, Duncan Lawrence. Uh, okay. Is, yeah, is, I was like, wow. You know, so so I think that uh, this COVID thing, you know, put people more into like thinking out of the box and like and thinking like, okay. I think that Eurovision is not as it used to be. It's not what I said, like you have like 30, uh, I don't know how many songs and they're all sound the same. And you just like, okay, I like the girl with the wings and this guy is, you know, so you were like, you're not, you were, you were not listening to the music. It was a more of a show. It was a more of a, I don't want to like insult it. It was more of a gimmick, but now you have, like really good songs and and i think that for me like eurovision is like you know i i speak highly about it because i really think they are really good songs that they are really good musicians that they're really good artists i think that uh it, it got on a much higher level so really nice to hear from grandma fonzie there and if you want to find out a little bit more then we have got a full write-up on that chat over on eurotrippodcast.com But first, shall we have a very brief chat about the UK at Eurovision in 2022? Rob teased it earlier on that we might have something to say. And what is that, Rob? I reckon across the country or or wherever it is you're listening to this, people are now just just pressing the button, the volume up button. They just want to find out a little bit more about what we're about to say. Yeah. Now, I don't want to implicate anybody in this. Me and James are making this assumption by ourselves. No information has been leaked. This is just what we think. But we believe that the UK's Eurovision entry is And we think the song might be already available to listen to. Wow, what a tease that is. We could go further, couldn't we, and try and explain ourselves. We could say that when we heard from Ben Mawson, he said that the artist he would choose would be a He did say that, and that appears to have been what's happened... I'm very excited. I can't believe are doing it. It's a total surprise to me. If you asked me who I thought it would be, I certainly wouldn't have said But I'm very excited. And also, when you hear their song, I think the UK could be in with a pretty decent result of this year's Eurovision Song Contest. So, all you've got to do is wait. Well, I suppose we've got to wait as well, because we're not entirely sure. We've just put all the pieces together. And also... We think it might be announced on... If you've just heard a load of bleeps, by the way, maybe the BBC got to us. <laughs> this is the Eurotrip. When you aren't listening, you can find us on social media. We're at Eurotrip Podcast. Warming you up for the Eurovision Song Contest. One thing is for sure, though, we haven't got to wait long because all the songs have got to be in by the 14th of March. So... Not long to wait until we find out who is representing the UK at this year's Eurovision Song Contest. And me and James will find out whether or not we're right. But yeah, we'll just have to wait and see, but not wait too long. However, 
we have got even less time to wait for another of this weekend's national finals. We've already heard from a couple of the artists who are taking part in Serbia. And now we're going to hear from the favourite in Denmark. Now, Melody Grand Prix is this weekend and we're going to have a chat to Full Defect. Now, Full Defect are bringing a song like which you have not heard either at Melody Grand Prix or at the Eurovision Song Contest. It's very different. I don't really know how to describe what you're going to hear if you've not heard this song already. But that's why I didn't do the interview. Because I didn't do the interview. James, did you do the interview? I didn't do the interview. No, we got your brother off the subs bench, didn't we? So James's brother Callum did the interview. One, because he's a massive fan of Full Defect in this song. And two, because I was, as you may have heard on Melfest Monday this week, uh, I was otherwise unavailable to do the interview last week because I was getting a COVID test. But uh, good news, everybody. It was negative. Or as James confusingly asked me the other day, <laughs> was it positive news? Yes, James, it was positive news. It was negative. I mean, you could have asked that question better, couldn't you? That's not the main point here, though, is it? It was positive news because it was negative. That sounds okay. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Anyway, full defect, shall we? They are the favourites, as we've already said, to win Melody Grand Prix over in Denmark. So Callum had a chat to them, and his first question, very helpfully, was, can they describe their sound? We've sort of been pretty good question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The last couple of years, we've been trying to like define a Danish baseline sound, like a... We call it DK bass. Yeah. Um, or Nordic bass, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, but we, like, funny enough, we get a lot of inspiration from what's going on in the UK. And, like, there are loads of uh, loads of rappers in, in, in the UK rapping on house beats and stuff like that. Rapping on every sort of beat imaginable. Yeah, exactly. Um, and that's really, really inspiring. And we want Denmark to have, or, like, the North, like, Scandinavia, I guess, to have, like, their own, uh, our own unique sound of yeah, combining music with with high rap. tempo and rap, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the first time I heard your your song for for Dance Melody Grand Prix. Now, pick me up if my pronunciation isn't very good here. Um, <laughs> uh, Reeve made a hold line. Yeah, that's what is going on? There we go. I'm I'm happy with that. Uh, the, the first time the first time I heard it, it reminded me of of a of a band or a group here in the UK called Bad Boy Chiller Crew. I don't know if you, oh, if you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, guys. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we love Bad Boy Chiller Crew. Oh, they you do. Oh, really? Oh, fantastic. Yeah. They they um they've got a big following up in the the north of England where I am. So. Um, yeah, we're big fans of, of those guys up here. So, um, do, do, are they are they an inspiration for you? Is that that sort of vibe of music an inspiration for you guys to make the the sound that you you do? Definitely, but I feel like we've been kind of emerging, doing yeah sim- something similar in Denmark. Um, but seeing them, you know, hit it really really big with the kind of vibe and the kind of you know humoristic rap about having fun and going to parties and lots of organ bass and stuff like that you know it's it's amazing and it mm. feels like there's a big like there is an actual movement going on yeah in... it's a sort of wave or like push for this sort of exactly music. exactly yeah. so it's it's really inspiring seeing them of course and yeah yeah their new yeah. album is banging yeah, <laughs> yeah. Back to you guys, though. Back to you guys. I, I was looking at your social media uh, yesterday uh, ahead of this, and uh, I saw that um, you posted a, a, a graphic of your Spotify from last year. And uh, on there, I think it said that you had listeners in over 80 countries. Um, do you think that proves that 
even though you're singing in uh, in Danish, that your your music has reached beyond Denmark itself. Definitely, yeah. Definitely, and um, yeah, we're um, we're seeing it a lot more now that we've joined uh, the Dance Grand Prix. Someone yeah. from Hungary uh, wrote to us the other day that he's been following us for a couple of years and he thinks it's great that we're joining. We're like, ah, oh. yeah. <laughs> I, I always thought that it would be like. Uh, oh yeah, these views from you know suddenly you get some players from Hungary or, or wherever, and I always thought that's just one of our fans going on holiday, <laughs> logging on Spotify in another country or something like that. But now we're actually getting messages from people yeah, who yeah. are like, "We've been listening to your music, not understanding a single word of what you're saying, <laughs> but like, vibing with the with the feeling and, and the glow of it." And that's really, really, really cool. Yeah, and and with the with Remedy Hotline, we've gotten so much incredible feedback from like all over Europe. Just yeah, people being like, "I'm ready to rave in Turin. Please come to Turin." <laughs> or like uh, telling Denmark to vote for us to get us to Turin and stuff like that. So that's it's really fun. <laughs> yeah, and it starts you dreaming about going abroad, playing, you know, like little nightclub gigs or whatever we could do. Yeah, go to London, play gigs there and stuff like that. That would be amazing. Yeah. yeah. When it when it comes to uh, Dance Melody Grand Prix, why why did you decide to compete in that competition, and, and why now specifically? Why not twelve months ago, for example? Like um, one one of the main reasons that the, that that we wanted to compete was also uh, like to to get our music to a broader audience and also like show everyone that that, that this genre is might maybe not be so so niche or so specific again. Like it's a genre that that. We want to make music that that sort of like is for everyone, and um, this is sort of a way to like show everyone that that the culture is here and that that uh, yeah is it's a way yeah. of. And the, the timing was just sort of perfect uh, this time because like Denmark is opening up again a lot after the whole situation. We're sort of feeling this like a wave of bass music sort of making it into the mainstream. It kind of seems so. By joining the by joining Eurovision, we're kind of uh, also hoping to like push the boundaries of Eurovision, of course, but at the same time to take this hard bass music into like the everyday man's living room to prove that it's not like it might be a hard genre, but it's not a dangerous genre. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's accessible. Also, when when we found out that we could just do like our thing at the uh, Melody Company and not have to change anything about what we do. As a as a band, that that was sort of like okay. Well, then why shouldn't we show like show Denmark? Yeah, maybe the world what we're about. Yeah, 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 exactly. yeah That was a big part of it as well because like the the track is entirely done by us. We wrote it and recorded it, made the beat, everything. Yeah, here actually in this <laughs> in this room actually in yeah. that room there. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, uh, yeah. When we found out we didn't have to change anything and it could be entirely uh, on our own like premises. It wasn't even a question anymore. Was yeah, like, of course, of course, we want to do it. Yeah, it's basically: Would you like to be seen play one of your songs in front of a million people and possibly a hundred and something million people? You know, and that sounds really, really, really good. Yeah. Plus, it's an honor to just um, uh, yeah, because Eurovision is super diverse, and it's it's sort of really cool to just be ourselves and represent sort of our little people. Two questions in one, really, I guess. 
What does a typical full defect show look like? And secondly, are we going to see what a usual show is for you guys uh, on the TV in, in Denmark? Well, it, in in a in a sense, yeah, but it's going to be turned up to like eleven because yeah. I mean, usually a full effect show would be like half an hour to maybe forty-five minutes or something of just a lot of partying and raving, sweating, and yeah. sweating. Now yeah. you have to condense that down into like two and a half, three minutes. So uh, that's uh, it's going to be quite explosive. Let's put it that way. Yeah, and just the fact that yeah, the stage is actually huge. Normally we play atop some boxes or like on some tables in a in a basement in some you know uh like a, a uni housing, party or yeah. student housing something like that and that will be an absolute blast but it'll be a hundred people inside a very small room and there'll be zero ventilation and just you know <laughs> beer all over the floor and stuff um so you have to stand pretty much still or you'll bounce into the ceiling because you're in a table um so having like huge massive stage with all kinds of props and lights and it's going to be yeah not quite like we normally do it but the energy is going to be definitely from us the same yeah yeah if not more finally i guess really would be to to to, to ask if there's is there anybody listening to this to this interview on the podcast and they can vote for you in dad's Mali grand prix um why should they vote for you uh, over anybody else well <laughs> yeah Okay, yeah, not <laughs> not to slag off uh, the other, stuff, yeah. but I'm not sure Danish pop in the uh, beautiful singing way really competes with the rest of Europe if they do the same thing. And mm, I think we God. do something so different that I think we have a bigger a bigger chance to show what Denmark is in an international competition. Mm. Yeah, people should definitely vote for us if they want something completely new to happen. Mm. Um, because like the other songs are great, but I feel like if we if we go down there and do our thing, then that will be something completely different. Yeah. So it's I don't even know because like if you're if you're already inclined to vote for something less out there than us. Then I don't know if you would ever vote for us, you know. No, probably but not. like, if you want to see a spectacle, we promise a spectacle and we promise a show. Good luck. Go and smash it uh, in Dance Monday Grand Prix. Thank you so much. This is the Euro Trip. So big thanks to Fold Effect for joining us here on the podcast. Thanks to Callum as well for taking some time out to chat to them. Best of luck to the group. They're going to be taking part in Dansk Melody Grand Prix, of course, on Saturday. But before then, we've got a national final on Friday. We do indeed. Just over the border in Germany, it is Germany 12 points. Don't know how they came up with that name, but well done to the German broadcaster. But yeah, Germany 12 points returns. Germany back to a national final. Their first national final, of course, since 2019, because they internally selected Ben Dolik for 2020. And then they did the same for Jendrik in 2021. But Germany 12 points. We'll see six acts competing for the German ticket to Turin. And we've been lucky enough to chat to two of them. Hi, I'm Felicia Liu. I'm in the preliminary for Germany this year with my song, Anxiety. Hey there, everybody. My name is Malik Harris. I'm a 24-year-old musician from Germany. And uh, my song is called Rock Stars. And I really hope to be able to represent Germany this year in the Eurovision Song Contest. The song wasn't written for Eurovision and it was already released. And then I heard about like the preliminary that was open call again. And I was like, 
screw it. I'm just gonna send some songs in and see if it happens. And if it doesn't, I have nothing to lose. So I sent sent them in, I think in November. And then I got the feedback that I'm through to the next round, go to Berlin, sing the song. And here I am, one of the contestants now. It's crazy. I was expecting like a phone call from them, but my sister actually called me. So they told my sister and I was sick. I had COVID and I was sick in bed and she called me via FaceTime and I was like looking like this in my bed. And um, she called me and was like, yeah, you threw you in the show. And I was like, what? And dropped my phone. Um, because first of all, how would she know? Um, but it was a re- really nice moment. Like I was really surprised and really happy, obviously. This is very exciting right now. And I'm just happy to be able to just share a song that is so personal and get the chance to actually perform it live on a, on a big stage. That just means a lot to me. So I'm just really enjoying every day right now. I love doing interviews. So everything that is happening right now, it's just really things that I absolutely enjoy. And I'm just happy to get the chance to just play the song. So everything is great right now, to be honest. It's really cool. How how is the attention right now? You know, how have things changed since you were announced on the shortlist for Germany 12 points? So the cool thing is that I was already, you know, a musician before since uh, 2018. Uh, I all everything I do is music. So I, I actually live off music. And so the good thing was that I already had like a little fan base and stuff like that. But of course, uh, especially with the whole COVID situation, you know, it all little it all calmed down a little bit over the past two two years or three years now and um so i'm very happy to have this like this feeling back of being like in the middle and everything is rushing and so so on and so on so i really i really enjoy it but it's not completely new but it's still a huge let's say level up what's happening right now i wrote it in the mid of october and it was already released end of October. Like I wrote it and was like, oh my God, I have to put this out and I just like finished it and put it out basically because it kind of wrote itself. Like I was in the studio actually working on a completely different song and I was kind of stuck and was like saying to my producer, Danny, let's just try something new. Let's just start something new from scratch. And anxiety kind of happened within an hour um, because the topic is just so personal and something that I've been struggling with for so long. Um, so I'm really, really happy to be competing with such a personal uh, song that has also a deeper message. That's just not like, oh, love is so great and love and life and da da da. Um, so I'm really, really happy by the song choice. Ooh, I've tried keeping it inside. Ooh, I lied about where the voice is high. Happy very peace on me that's ever been inside on me. I'm trying on my best to get rid of my anxiety. Of my anxiety. Feels like I'm under my skin, but it's not getting in. I just cannot reach the ground. But I think I am insane. It is starting again, like my mindset and playground. I think it's so important to, if you have the chance to go on such a big stage, to have a message that's important to people and that people can like identify with and can help people eventually. Um, so I'm really, really, really happy. I wasn't sure how people would react, um, but uh, they were super happy because they said it's so, my music is so different than anything that Germany has sent to the to the Eurovision Song Contest in the last few years. So people were like, it's so cool that we got, the ch- we at least get the chance to send somebody there whose music just completely uh, differs from anything else, but still kind of speaks for this country because Germany is very, you know, it's very different in, in so many ways. And so it's it's really cool. And people have responded very, very nicely, which I'm super happy about. I started writing the song after watching an episode of The Office, uh, the American uh, TV series, you may know it. So the, the thing is, 
you know, for a couple of years now, probably since, you know, the whole COVID situation started, I, I was really feeling down for a long time. And especially last year, it was very bad. And I didn't really try to figure out why I'm feeling so, so bad. I just pushed it away from me. And then I watched uh, this episode from, from The Office and there was this one sentence that just hit so deep. And it was, um, I wish there was a way to know you're in the good old days before you've actually left them. And that sentence was just, it hit me right in the stomach and I started crying and everything. And right in that moment, I wrote the song. It took me like maybe one day, maybe two days, which is very fast for me. And um, yeah, I really had to get all of these things out because I realized how much time I spent, you know, in the past and thinking about the, the good old days, you know, when, it, when we were like mindless children, just lightheartedly wandering around and, and how all that kind of gets lost in, in, in time and when we grow up and everything. And I also wanted to write the song and to have a message in it for myself, but also for people who hear it, which is that I want to... You know, I want to try to live a life where I focus on the the present and not so much the past because I, I feel like it's very human to always try to find the good things in the past, but only see the bad things right now. And I think we should switch that up because if we manage to find the good things right now, um, then we sort of make sure that the good old days never really end. I wish there was a way to go back dreaming, remembering it so hard. When time is moving so far, I wish there was a way to know that we're in the good old days before we all just sleep. Remembering it so hard When time is moving so fast Wish there was a way to know that we're in The good old days before we all just leave them The first idea actually came up uh, when I talked to Robin, who's a very good friend of mine, and I also make my music with him. And uh, he told me that right now is like the time where you can uh, apply for, for the uh, Eurovision Song Contest and if I'd be interested in it. And I immediately thought about the song because I was like, Yes, I, I just finished a song. It's so personal. It's so, you know, vulnerable that I feel like if I can share it on a bigger stage, I might reach a lot of people who feel the same way and who can identify with the song and the lyrics. So that felt like a huge deal. And also I was like that exactly the reason that it is so different than anything was something that kind of made me wonder that that might be pretty cool. You know, I was like, it's so different. Why not try it out and see what happens? And so I was very, very happy, but also a little surprised, to be honest, when I found out that I'm in the last, last six. <laughs> so obviously we needed a music video for the preliminary as well. And we had this super big thing planned, you know, like studio and lots of people working on it. And then I got COVID and had to stay home and couldn't go out. So I just ordered everything to my place and did every single thing myself. Like I edited it, I cut it myself, I put the cameras up, the lights up. It was quite an experience um, but I think it's quite funny because it represents like the message of the song quite well. I'm laying like all my time and effort into my live performance. Um, I'm changing the song a bit to make it bigger for the live performance as well um, just so it can be a surprise and um, I hope it's going to be great. Like staging is going to be fitting to the song. It's not going to be like the music video so don't expect the toilet or balloons on there. Um, <laughs> too bad I'm sorry not yet at least. Um, it's going to be darker 
and starting off minimalistic and getting bigger. And like the song itself will have not a revamp, but like I'm, I will sing it a bit differently, let's say. I didn't know who was going to participate in the last six. I found that out the same day that all of Germany found out. So that was pretty cool because <laughs> I was like, oh, hey, how are you? Oh, nice. You're here, too. So that was pretty cool. And the good thing is that they're all super chill, which I was I was a little afraid before because this is the first time that I compete. You know, it doesn't really feel like a competition, but you don't know what I mean. And uh, with my music and I wasn't sure whether or not the other contestants would be like very competitive, you know, but they're all super chill, super relaxed. And we had a lot of fun. So I'm just really looking forward to the time with them. What I can tell you is what I imagine right now, but things are still working. We're still trying to figure out what, what is going to work out and whatnot. But what I really love to do, which I always do when I play live, is that I'm completely alone on stage and I play uh, a few instruments. So I play the piano, I play the drums and I uh, play the, the guitar. And, uh, and I, I combine that with my loop station. And so this song would also be a song where I would really love to do that because it's, it's so intimate, you know? I'm trying not to have this huge explosion. I'm just trying to tell my story and have the, the, the viewers and listeners as close as possible. So in this song, I'm imagining myself on stage playing the piano, you know, while singing, playing the drums, playing the guitar, just building up this song. And in the end, what I would love to have would be like a little, operatic section or something like that you know like an orchestral part where it just all builds up to this huge huge moment at the end that would be awesome it's insane like I grew up watching Eurovision like it's always been part of my life and as an artist like seeing that straight stage and being like oh my god you could like actually perform on there that's insane and obviously it's a big honor to represent your home country um I don't even know how I would react like it's still not possible in my mind like I'm still like for sure not gonna do it like I don't know how I would react if I actually win a huge thank you to the incredibly likable I feel like I said that about everybody but we're lucky enough to talk to really nice people on the podcast <laughs> incredibly likable Felicia Lu, whose name I will never tire of saying because it's fun to say and also Malik Harris as well both of those going for the German title in Germany 12 points on Friday good luck to them and everyone else in the competition yeah, I hope you've enjoyed today's podcast. It's been a little bit different. We focused exclusively on national finalists. But as I said before, national final season is reaching its crescendo. So it's only right that we try and speak to as many of them as we possibly can. Some things, however, do remain the same. And we're going to finish the episode with the one second song. We certainly are. So this is the part of the show where me and James pick a song for one another. Then we have to guess the Eurovision song, as you guessed it, from the very first second. And this week, it is James to provide the song, and it is me to guess. So, should we probably get on with it? Without any further ado, here's this week's one second song. Ah, it's one of those, isn't it, where like you think you know what it is, but then you don't want to say it because you, you don't want to embarrass yourself. Yeah, this is like me last week, where I don't know about this week, it's but last not week like it was you so last obvious. week. Last week would have been an embar- <laughs> like a proper embarrassment if you hadn't got it last week. Whereas this, I don't think is that bad. Yeah, this week I'll be very impressed if you do get it right. There's four points on offer, of course. One point for the artist, one point for the song title, one for the year it competed, and one for the country it represented. Any ideas, Rob? <sighs> I think I do. I think I do, but then. Like I've got a song in my head, and I'm not sure the song in my head is the song that I like can hear in my head. Like I've got a song title, and I don't think they match up. 
So I think I'm going to get some points, but probably not all of them. But we'll, we'll see how we go. Let's have one more listen just to help you along. Yeah, I'm going to go for it. I think it's going to be wrong. I think we're going to get some points. Oh, I'm not sure, actually, now I've said that. Like, when you say the song, it's going to be incredibly frustrating because I have just played, like, 30 seconds of the song in my head. <laughs> so I do know the song. And I'm going to say something now, which is a Eurovision song, but it's not that song, I don't think. I'm going to go with... Oh, oh um, Serbia 2008, Jelena Tomasevic with Oro. It's not that song, is it? It's not that song at all. Uh, yeah, no, it's not that song at all. Although you'd, you've hit the post partly because you do get yourself one point. Is it, it's Serbia, it was, isn't it? Uh, no, it's not. It's 2008. Ah, 2008. <laughs> right, hold on, hold on. Uh, I appreciate I've, I'm not getting the points, but 2008. What other songs that in 2008? Oh, go on. What is it? That was actually Albania, <sighs> 2008. It was Alterbocker with Zemren Ilampeng. with that like any points is always is always decent to be honest so I'll, I'll take a point which now i believe makes the score 19 16 to you or to me to me come oh. on <laughs> well it was worth a shot wasn't it it was worth a shot any guesses what the tenuous connection that song has to this week's episode of the podcast uh, all i can think of is that we've had a couple of serbian artists on the podcast this week the 2008 contest was of course hosted in belgrade in serbia of which albania competed with that song no Sort of, but of course we spoke to Zoya in today's episode. Her song is called Zoya, begins with a Z. The last time the contest was held in Serbia, there was a song that began with a Z, and it was, uh, yeah, it was that one. <laughs> We've got to letters of the alphabet now. That's the, that's the connection. Oh, blimey. Yeah, fair enough. Well done. Yeah, I, I, uh, I should have got that, really. But no, like I said, I'll, I'll take a point. Let us know how you got on with today's one second song. We are at Eurotrip Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. And that's how you can get in touch with us in the meantime until we're back with a brand new episode. Of course, we'll be back on Monday with a brand new episode of Melfest Monday and back with you with a regular episode of the Eurotrip in seven days time. And maybe, just maybe, if there happens to be a special announcement from the UK and the BBC, then maybe, just maybe, we'll pop up with an emergency podcast. What a little tease you are. <laughs> You're going to be setting social media alight with those loose lips. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you, everybody. Really appreciate you tuning in this week. As we said at the start of the episode, if all we've done this week is provide you with an hour or so of escapism, then we've done our job. So really appreciate you tuning in. And, James, if people want to... 
leave us a review if they want to rate us five star if they want to subscribe what do they do you're now just going to repeat exactly that information aren't you yeah if they want to do it they can just go off and do it (laughs) so hold on let me try let me try let me try because you do it every week so why don't you leave us a review rate us five star and subscribe is that literally all you say do you say something else yeah i would do it in a different order though so Anyway, you get the you get the picture, everybody, and don't forget you can also ah this is important. I don't know if you'll have listened this far till the end, but this is important, by the way. Uh, us and Aussie Vision are incredibly close in terms of the number of five star ratings we've got on Spotify, as in like one or two different. So if you can get us above Aussie Vision, do it. So go on to Spotify and rate us five star. Let's get us above Mike and Dale, please. Yeah, it's our little friendly rivalry between us and Aussie Vision. So make sure you go and do that. But yeah, thanks for joining us. Make sure you go and subscribe, leave us a review and rate us five stars. From me, James, it's goodbye. And from me, Rob, it's goodbye. Wow, that was an aggressive apple bite. Is it not too... uh... I shouldn't have. I don't know why I took that bite there. What did you say? You said it was furry or... um... I feared it was going to be furry, but it's not. What was the word? Piffy. I still don't think that's the right word. (laughs) So please don't use me eating an apple at the end of this week's episode. Just you wait. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.